EA Sports. Good evening. Welcome back to the third place. This is the second week of my little solo experiment by myself without any guests. Um, honestly, this is a lot of fun doing it solo. It allows me to kind of rattle off sort of personal anecdotes and things I love about games. And the games I'm talking about tonight are a trilogy of games that I was hyper obsessed with back in the day, which is the SSX trilogy, which is SSX, SSX Tricky, and SSX 3. These games, for me, are so deeply tied to my childhood. They mean everything to me, honestly. You know, I'm booting up right now, I'm sure, as you can hear. The original SSX, which came out on October 26, 2000. This was actually a launch PS2 game. Uh, this was, I believe, part of the original sort of launch group of games under the new EA Sports Big uh, brand that EA had started. Now, EA Sports Big, really, really, it's kind of a lost era, honestly. These, EA Sports Big was more or less a division of the EA Sports brand that let them do more arcadey games in the sports genre. Because EA was known for their more, like, simulation games, such as obviously the Madden series and the NCAA football series. But the, the big brand allowed them to kind of experiment with new ideas or new uh, or new sports, I guess. And SSX was one of them. You also have games like the NBA Street Series or the NFL Street Series. I believe there was another game. It was like a rally game called Shocks, if I remember correctly. But this, this little blip in EA's timeline only lasted about eight, eight years, from 2000 to 2008. I, and I won't lie that I do miss this period of EA where they were creatively just pumping out anything and everything and SSX definitely is that now interestingly SSX actually was the, the original one was actually the second entry in the series that I had played I had played Tricky first and this was a another case of games just appearing in my house at the time I mean there's so many of these games <laughs> in my past where it's like oh hey this game was just right there because my brother probably played it and SSX 1 and SSX Tricky I believe were these two games now an interesting funny thing about SSX 1 and this also included the original Burnout is that I had a fat PS2 and my fat PS2 could not play SSX 1 and or SSX 1 and Burnout because it, they were 
those uh, the blue disc PS2 discs. Those early, early discs that were put out for the PS2 when they were still going into that transition to DVD. These blue discs were actually like CDs that could hold a little bit more information than the PS1 CDs, but they weren't as big as what DVDs could get. But a lot of these early games, you know, I had, I had, but I couldn't play all of it. I remember having the original Burnout and getting to a certain point and the game just stopped loading. And that broke my heart as a as a empty-headed monkey child. But eventually I got that sorted out. Uh, and eventually I was able to play Burnout. And eventually I got to play SSX, the original. Now... I will say, like, SSX 1, in comparison to the rest of the series, is very tame. It still has its sort of unique, in-your-face attitude that a lot of these extreme sports games at the time had. I mean, obviously, the biggest comparison you can make to SSX is the Tony Hawk series, which basically dominated the skateboarding scene. And the snowboarding scene, in terms of games, was not really pioneered. You obviously had the Cool Borders series on the PlayStation, which I did also play growing up. I remember fondly uh, playing Cool Borders 3, I believe, was the one. There was, there was one Cool Borders that I have, like, a very locked, 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 locked away memory that I can just, like, never parse together which cool borders it was, but I'm pretty sure at this point it was 3 or 2,000. But the sort of high-flying antics and extreme sports energy and magicalness that Tony Hawk had, seemingly snowboarding hadn't reached that point yet. And SSX kind of just bursted onto the scene and completely not only reinvented the genre of snowboarding games, but in many ways it kind of just was the end of snowboarding. You couldn't really do anything more than what SSX1 introduced. It had these insane gravity-defying tricks that you could pull off seemingly just flawlessly at the, you know, at the tips of your fingers, and you were put in these you know, very, in a way, like, avant-garde levels that were, obviously, they tried to connect it to a real-world place, like, oh, hey, this place is in Japan, this place is in Spain, this place is in America, but they added such unique and loving style or to these games, and I think for me, particularly, it's through this sort of wonderful extravagant experience of these levels and these characters that I just adore the I adore these three games so much so I'm currently playing just starting up a quick thing of the original game uh, and I'm selecting Mac Mac was my go-to growing up you could not tell me any else uh, 
you couldn't tell me that Mac uh, wasn't the main character. To me, he was the main character. Despite all the advertising wanting Moby or Elise being the main characters, it, to me, Mac was the end-all, be-all of, of SSX. You know, the beautiful little wigger who is definitely in, who definitely does not look like a young Eminem, but for legal reasons, I'm sure they said that this guy wasn't him. But there's also... All these characters, in, in even in the original game, are so level, lovable. Like, obviously Mac, but you have, like, Moby, Elise, Kaori, Jurgen, JP, Zoe, and Hero... I mean, they, they all sort of have a very, like, cartoonish sort of trope, I guess you could call it. You know, Max, the hothead young guy who's into rap and freestyle. Elise is the tom, tom, well, not maybe not her, maybe Zoe. Zoe's the tomboy. Elise is, like, you know, the athlete, blonde, beautiful Amazonian girl. Kiori's waifu bait. You know, everyone has their sort of defining aesthetic core to them. But they're just... Sorry, it's getting into the race. I will say, getting... Playing these, there's definitely like a little bit of a learning curve with SSX. I mean, it's very pick up and play. Like, you really probably are not going to get confused. But it's just like getting used to snowboarding and not like, like, you know, how Tony Hawk plays. But as, you know, the first level of this game is Snow Dream in Japan with that ginormous moon in the background. Yeah. We have this wonderful radio voice just announcing every cool move you do. You can definitely tell that, like, in hindsight, Tricky definitely polished this game up. Because it's like, when you're not going forward or doing tricks, it's always a little stiff. Which is, you know, I'll credit that this game... It's very evident that this was a Dreamcast game. From the aesthetics to the gameplay, I mean, even just the plain straight up history. You know, this game was supposed to be a Dreamcast game, knowing how EA and Sega were best buddies for a long time. But due to some, you know, business matters, that didn't happen. But the way I always see the original SSX is like the sort of 
heartbeat of the Dreamcast living on. And the fact that the series, in many ways, kind of landed on two feet perfectly with reviewers back in the day is kind of a kind of amazing. Like, if you look at reviews back in the day, the original SSX was like almost rated as like a perfect game. In many ways, it was like the best PS2 game at launch, even better than like Tekken Tag Tournament. And I won that at the last second. <laughs> Excuse me. Still dealing with allergies, but. The SSX structure is the world circuit where you have to do, like, qualifying, I guess, qualifying races and then a final. I just love looking at all the fashions of these characters. Like Elise, Elise looking like she's wearing some pink velvet like top is like, oh man, I love, <laughs> I love that just that early that new millennium look that the original just kind of wears as like a proud like with like some semblance of pride. It was. And. Even with the rest of the series, the original SSX kind of stands on its own in terms of style. It's not overly loud as Tricky would get, and it's not as kind of refined and clean as 3 would get. Or even with the later games, like On Tour embrace sort of that punk aesthetic with like pencil drawing notebooks and all that stuff. SSX feels very new. The great new millennium is here, and look what look what we have. We have this brand new system, the PlayStation Two. It, it can play DVDs, isn't that great? And now you got a now you got your fancy new snowboarding game. What else are you gonna play? You're gonna play Stalker's Run. Yeah, I could probably make this work. Um, this is just fun. <laughs> this is like the second week in a row where I'm just like hyper focused on the game because it's just fun. It's such a It's such a simple loop, like, it doesn't, the original three, maybe with the exception of three, three kind of introduced more, uh, like, mild RPG-ness. Now granted, this game has it too, where you can level up your stats, but it almost feels like that doesn't matter, is more just the pure racing and trick loop. With 
three, it really feels like they're trying to hammer home that minor RPG mis mishmash. Fucked up this race bad. I finished fifth. Revoked my gamer status. Yeah, Mac, I agree with you. I did. I did awful. One. I want to see if I can at least get it. It it would suck to just like briefly. Just like give up there. He's number one, <coughs> baby. Another thing, too, I kind of, in a way, miss, but I almost don't. It's, I hate to be wishy washy on this, is that even in these races, they populate it with just like nobodies, like NPCs in your race. I think it kind of, it's like one thing, it's like all these wacky characters be, are your opponents later on, which I guess makes sense, but then it's like you're playing against Willy in this game, it's like Willy's not a character you can play, so why does it matter? <coughs> but it would, I guess it would allow for something interesting, but I'm sure, you know, in 2000, they weren't thinking about this. They were just like, how do we make a fun snowboarding game to compete with Activision? Activision has skateboarding, we have snowboarding. A multicultural cast of characters. I'll mention this with the tricky when I get into tricky, but the sound design in these games is gorgeous. And this is a thing that they really pioneered is when you jump in the air, when you do like a big jump for a trick. They actually cut the music away, and then it brings it back when you land. It's it's so satisfying, and then the bleeps of the boost gauge getting filled, and they kind of just like nail it and tricky. But even then, right from the get-go, they understood. They understood like what makes something satisfying. To not just like control, but to experience. Without the, the, the tricky meter <coughs> in this game, it's like, you have to be almost a little bit cautious of your boost usage. And there we go, I got first that time. 
And I beat my last round time of by 11 seconds. Got the gamer card back. But it's like these these NPCs in the game. Who's Chase, Troy, Saskia, Polly, and Willie? Literal nobodies. I always was curious about the world of SSX, and they always try they try to world build on it in like later entries, like the three they add like the mountain peaks, and then the, in the 2012 reboot they try to do the whole like you're traversing the world with real lo real world locations. But I almost like the sort of magical lands of these original of these original games where it's like it's a not <coughs> it's a nondescript mountain and it's like you're just they've built these racetracks <coughs> excuse me they've built these racetracks with ginormous you know grandstands flashing lights you know, billboards everywhere. And it makes... Kind of just makes... The world of SSX interesting to experience. Like, you're not actively engaging with it other than... I mean, yeah, you are... You are technically engaging with it. It's wrong of me to say you're not. Because, I mean... <coughs> that's what the whole, you know, races and all that are part of this game. Like, you're never interacting with the crowd, per se. Because, like, who are these people going on these mountains? These, like, these race courses with, like, in ice sculpture dinosaurs. And, like, fireworks going off. I mean, whoever runs, runs the SSX World Circuit, I applaud the... The extravagance. I'm so used to Tricky where it's like you can punch other racers. I might call it here, but... When you get in a groove, it's just... DJ calling me out for being repetitive. It's just comfy to play this game. I might. Jurgen, get in front of me. Oh, jeez. That was a... F <laughs> I didn't even know Hero was right behind me. Literally, 
It was 0.2 seconds between me and third place. It was crowded at the end. Holy crap. Max going with the flow, everyone. Jurgen's wearing his Darth Vader mask. I love I love the aesthetic of these crowds where they're just like they're JPEGs moving up and down. They're not even 3D characters, they're just JPEGs. What are their stories? You can hear other characters like yelling, doing their cool tricks. <laughs> it's so fun. I don't mean to go quiet. Also, again, another secret to SSX is how rails propel, propel you to, like, literal light speed. Whoever's in first place? Jesus crap. They're so far ahead. forgot how <laughs> how they were okay making the AI pretty aggressive in the in this first game in that by the time the final round kicks on they're they're really gunning it love this hit Naganuma I think that's his name the guy that has an awful Twitter that was mean by like dirtbaggers. What this one music reminds me of. I don't think he ever worked on this game. He was the Jet Set Brian guy. Using this. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to finish last, which is embarrassing. But I think this will be a good time to head off. The original. Yeah, I'm gonna finish fifth. But I guess to conclude with the original SSX is just how confident <laughs> Max screaming in agony. I guess just how confident they were on this premise right from the get go. And I think it's definitely worth playing. Oh my god, the guy who won first place beat me by 42 seconds. What the? Oh no, that's top five times. Never mind. First place beat me by 17 seconds. That's not even better. But yeah, 
I love the original SSX, but that leads us into the next entry in the series, which is SSX Tricky. Nah, man. disc in just so you can get that good ASMR experience I'm using the top loader you know I, I love the fat PS2 dearly so you can hear that boot up sound the best boot up sound other than the original PS1 it's amazing that how the both game both tricky and the first game have like identical manuals you got the EA register card. Never used these, although I always wanted to. Thinking about Redwood City, where EA was. Got that basic control screen. There. Play like. Got that big. In arguably one of my favorite intro movies of all time. To establish that we are, this is a new game, but not so different that it's like a full on sequel. But as this plays, I'll mention SSX Tricky came out literally just about a year after the original. It came out. First for the PS2 on November 5th, 2001. But this this entry also got put on the GameCube and the Xbox around the same time, and including a Game Boy Advance version. That EA realized, oh crap, we have a moneymaker now. So it's like, this isn't a PS2 exclusive anymore. Even though I would argue people think SSX and PS2, much like any third party. Um, but yeah, I mean, SSX Tricky on paper, it's not even a, like a, quote, sequel, because it really doesn't, it doesn't have, I love that menu voice, it doesn't have much different from the original, I mean, the main inclusion is it has two new, it has two new maps, I think it doubles the total roster from, I think it was, man, how many characters were in the original? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so no, it's eight. Uh, so they only added four characters, never mind. <laughs> but they, they, they have 12 characters now instead of eight, but they also cut characters like Hero. Like Hero to, and Hero and Jurgen get cut. So we get new characters such as Simon, Simon, Eddie, Sia, Luther, Marisol, Brody, 
I forgot. I, I forgot that for some reason Mac got like uh, localized for multiple versions. In in Europe, he was called Marty, and then in Korea, he was called. Uh, oh no! That in 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 Korea they swapped Kaori for Kim Yuri. And, but I love that the way that this game sort of rationalizes that Hero and Jurgen are not in this game is because they have off-season injuries. But right off the bat, you know, this was the first one I played. This was the first SSX I played. And it set an impression right from the get-go with... It really elevates the whole aesthetic to, a, like, literally 11. So instead of just a static menu page with six, you know, the, the with the characters on there, now the characters are on an ominous rotating platform with little rooms dedicated to them. And they have their name on a custom background that's based off sort of their aesthetic. I mean, right from the get-go... You're introduced Eddie, you know, with his big Jufro. I'm a, and he has like polka dots behind him, and he's doing the robot. And then right next to him, you have Elise doing stretches in her skin tight latex blue pants and her latex red, red crop top type thing. I don't even know how to describe it. But then you also have Brody. Who's voiced by Billy... This is another thing, too. And I'll mention in a second. These, they added celebrities to be voice actors in this game. But, like, you have Brody next to Eddie, who's... Brody's the Zen guy. So you have, like, a yin and yang symbol, and Brody is meditating. But each character is doing their own little pose and little animation. Each has their own unique little graphic behind them. And it's just, like... It's literally pick the character you want to embody for this race or this world circuit run. And it, you can't deny that, like, you want to you want to unlock all these characters. You want to see what they're all about. And not only is it through just these simple aesthetic increases, I think the sort of... The big thing that Tricky obviously introduces is the Tricky mechanic. The Uber tricks, as they call them. <clears throat> Do I have any... I forget if... I'm using a, a save. I have this save file on Mac, and he's like... I love how the boards... The boards are all just cool. Each character has their own unique set of boards to them that you can unlock through just doing the world circuit, leveling up your rank, or getting how many gold medals, or doing the trick book. And I like how each character has has their own bio. Max' favorite music is Blink-182 and DJ Carl Cox. Uh, his motto is, you looking for a smackdown? I don't think he ever says that. But they even have, like, a full backstory for these characters. I mean, 
the levels that EA Sports, you know, specifically EA Canada, were... They, to enhance these characters, I think, is so amazing. And I, I was going to mention a few seconds ago, but one of the things is that they added some celebrity talent to some of these characters. Like, off the top of my head, like, Billy Zane voices Brody in this game. David Arquette voices Eddie. Uh, I forget who voices Sia. Uh, it's Macy something. But like, but Lucy Liu voices Elise. I mean, they've stepped up their game to really sell these characters, even in such a simple thing. Like, you look at Tony Hawk. <coughs> Prior to the underground, these char those characters, those pro skaters, had no character, more or less. But EA is coming out with SSX Tricky, and it says we're going to put all the character into these little models. I mean, Yo, we own this run. Mac, you a nice guy. Mac, you are a nice guy. They added the rivalry mechanic in this game to actually have like a persona style relate social link system in this game. I mean, you know, when people say this game is not it's not like a sequel sequel, but Everything that goes into this game is just enhanced. The game feels faster. It feels more flashy. As I'm sh oh, I fucked it up. I think the sort of cap off to the sort of everything being enhanced, you know, down to you know, the game now feels so much faster. It feels more responsive. Is Hopefully I get it on this to have a great... <coughs> no, I fucked up that trick. <coughs> I hate allergies so much. I, like, never feel comfortable doing flips in this game because I can... I don't know why. The biggest addition is the tricky system. Where once you fill out your boost meter, now it's now it's tricky time, where you can do insane insane moves that defy logic, physics, gravity. But as you just heard, you only have a set amount of time to do it before it runs out. Unfortunately, I'm in a stretch of this map in Garibaldi, the new map, the new beginner map. Where I ran out of time, and I'm gonna run out again because I've been using boost without tricking or knocking down opponents. See, right here would have been perfect to do it. Oh, Mac, you beautiful 16 year old. Whoops. I definitely didn't say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did a hand in hand. And that's one little thing I love about the sound design is like once once you get in the air and the music cuts out and you land at just that trick you know that de 
Run DMX Tricky comes in to like greet you as you land, it's euphoric. I fucked that up. The tricky meter giveth and it taketh away. But I will say, when I was a kid, I had a crush on Max Frazier in this game. I don't know what it says about me being like an eight-year-old, thinking a, you know this like teenager is my my beloved. I don't know. I think I turned out okay. I just became the gamer. Gamer with a G-A-Y, I guess. And I love how the game's... The game is... Just saying, have fun. Like, it understood what made the original systems work. And it just said... Okay, well the trick meter got kind of repetitive in the original, but what if we introduce this mechanic that's a risk-reward that allows you to get infinite boost, and it feels cool, and it looks cool. What if we did that? And you know what, EA Canada, you sold me big time. EA Sports big time. about Tricky is that Tricky's existence more or less negates the original game's existence because Tricky just perfected the original game's sort of, I feel like, set goal. It's like they knew that the trick system could get repetitive. They knew the game was slow and sluggish a little bit. They knew that the characters were fun and interesting, but not just enough. And they said, well, fuck it. Let's just go even bigger and bigger. And it's like night and day, those two games. Like, Tricky has a better frame rate. Like, the frame... Uh, that's the thing. It's like, frame rate is so noticeable in this... Oh, Moby. Why are they making me talk to him? I think another thing, too, is I like that the announcer kind of shut up in this game. A lesson that they did not learn for SSX3. <laughs> Where DJ Atomica literally just rattles his mouth about everything. I hated DJ Atomica going up. Pop the balloons. I'm gonna fuck this up. Oh, I took the trick boost. Oh, 
Hideki Naganuma, not whatever his name is. Sounds like his music. I hit somebody mid-air. And I wish that they put these soundtracks like, so you couldn't listen to them. Like, you're telling me I don't want to listen to that specific remix of It's Tricky? It's better than the original. But no. If you like dare put this that sound that specific song on YouTube, you're gonna like run the risk of getting copyright slammed, which is another thing. Yeah, I'll mention like I'm going on Snow Dream, which was the level I was playing in the original SSX. It's like they changed around some of these returning maps because they only they only introduced two new maps. This one or Garibaldi, which was the last one, and then I think it was Alaska, which is like the last level. Knock down Simon. Uh, I fucked. I fucked up the landing, and I got second. I'm bad. I'm awful. Get me out of here. God, that, that was embarrassing. Also, remember when games actually required a little bit of challenge to be good at them? Like, I've been playing No More Heroes 3, and I love that game. Or, I'm not even saying that negatively. I, I've been playing No More Heroes 3, and that game has even some challenge to it, which makes it, you know, fun. You know, something... <coughs> All games nowadays, like, are afraid of just challenging you. Even on like normal difficulty because everybody has to play our game and if if one person can't play our game <coughs> getting a little dust up if one person can't play our game then obviously we're being exclusive and we have to be inclusive in games don't we don't i hate the inclusivity angle it's like games are meant for if you want to play a game, you're going to play a game. And if you're going to cry about, like, you know, you know, like those people who cry, it's like, well, what if somebody with motor and motor problems can't play? It's like, well, then look at the guy playing Dark, Dark Souls with, like, no hands or whatever, which is, like, a thing. But I, I don't want to ramble, but, you know... I just miss when, excuse me, when games just, you know, actually gave a shit and wanted to present, you know, an obstacle to getting your prize. You actually have to, like, play good to make up for mistakes, and SSX definitely embodies getting good, I guess. You have to get used to the the physics system. You gotta get used to 
how tricks how tricks control. Also, I fucked up. I was on the shortcut and fell off. <coughs> I don't mean to be coughing all the time. It's just stupid seasonal allergies kicking my ass. Oh man, <laughs> I'm doing awful. I hate Mesa. I hate Mesa Blanca. It's like my least favorite map. At least with the other maps, like. There's a good challenge. Mesa Blanca feels like it's like wanting to punch you in the dick the entire time with all the sudden changes in the environment. It's a pretty map, don't get me wrong. It's just, I hate... Mesa Blanca just feels really cruel to me. Unlike like Mercury City, which is I think after this level, but I'm not gonna get to it. At least Mercury City felt kind of fair in its difficulty. This one's just like, oh, uh, here's this harsh 90 degree turn you gotta like be ready for. Savant with words you are, Mac Fraser. Hey, Moby. Yeah, get out of my way. You're telling me, Mac. I'm even on the shortcut. <laughs> that shortcut was awfully executed, but apparently I'm in first still, so I guess that's all that matters. I fucked that up. Oh well. Yeah, no. If I had stayed on that, I would have stayed in first. AI casually grinding like it's, like it's no one's business. hate this part of the map because there's like no jumps to get boost. And it's on ice, so it's like hard to turn. It's gonna fuck up that grind. This, that, this turn I just did, it's like, makes no sense. Sorry, Kaori, I'm going to knock you down, probably. We're, we're besties in this game, but not right now. K 
Haley being just literally waifu bait <clears throat> before that concept probably was even a, a thing. I hit a billboard. Oh, this part's even the most. I hate this part. Granted, the AI also fucks up hard right here, I think. Yeah, it's like... There's like literally no point. It's like just respawn, press select, respawn, don't even bother. No point in even trying there is not Whoever put that there was evil. Trying to like precision jump. Try to do precision jumps on ice. With like barely any time to react. I'm gonna finish second. Or not. Zoe fucked up. I didn't even hit a single tricky. At least I got first. But yeah, SSX Tricky is kind of Kino base swag, red pilled, uh, best game ever made. Maybe I don't know, but it feels me with such joy to to play this game. And, well, I can't highly re recommend it enough. Hopefully SSX can come back. But, in the meantime, but bust out your PS2 and get yourself this. It's really cheap, and you're going to love it. But, we will move on to the final game in the trilogy. The much beloved SSX 3. Disconcert for that good old ASMR. And one one more PS2 boot up sound. At least you better work, you stupid game. Don't play tricks with me now. What are you doing? Odd. Okay, there we go. Try now. There we go. Troubleshooting live on air. It's called pressing a button. This is caveman hours. Right, right here, right now. I'm having fun just playing games solo. Oh, solo hours. Solo gaming. 
Oh man, this is where they changed the logo to be orange. Oh, and they have the TH. I forgot. <coughs> forgot this is THX certified. That way you knew it was business. SSX3. This game is very special to me too. Came out on October 20th, 2003. GameCube, PS2, and Xbox again. Had a Game Boy Advance version, and it also had a Gizmondo version. If any one of you knows what a Gizmondo is, you get a cookie from me. I can't believe a Gizmondo existed. A Gizmondo that looked like, you know, a Teletubby, like, machine. It was just a waste of time and effort. It's just a awful game system. But it's like SSX3, I think, honestly, was sort of the farthest they could go with this idea without radically changing the game. I mean, <laughs> they ditched the loud and in-your-face aesthetic of Tricky in favor of this more... The first thing that it makes me think of is the iPod commercials. I mean, it's still got the SSX flair to it all, but everything is a little bit more refined and clean and less and more quiet. It, it makes me think of, like, shampoo commercials and iPod commercials. It, it feels very Apple to me. I don't know why. But they ditched the sort of extravagant locations and wacky characters for a more subdued look to it where it's now taking place on one mountain instead of sort of these nondescript locations across the world it's one singular mountain with three different peaks giving you three different experiences <coughs> and so it all looks mountainous per se but it still has that SSX flair to it all. Introduce like, you know, super pipe or half pipe, you know, slope style, big air. They really were kind of elevating this game series to a, as far as they logically could take it. And I, I remember playing this and being, it's one of those things where it's like you get autistically addicted to the gameplay loop, the aesthetics and everything. I mean, I remember playing this game probably for a month straight with Mac, of course, my beautiful boy. And it's like, oh, Nate Logan was gorgeous, influential at a young age. Fucking retard Griff Simmons hate him. It made it made Moby look like a caveman. I don't get why. Zoe Payne's at her hottest in this game. <coughs> they gave Max scraggly hair, not a fan of. Press start. Put it up there. There we go. Where's Mackie Mac? Here you are. 
all these like different modifiers. It's like, no, I want a snowboard. We ditched the tricky aesthetic for the for the new and improved, fresh and clean look to it all. No longer do we have a tricky meter, we have an Uber We have an Uber meter. Same principle, just a different name, and then that way they could have Super Uber or whatever it's called. This is also when EA was like really pushing the concept that their games have a radio station. Which is why DJ Tomica is in this game, and I hate his guts. Always thought, always as a kid, I thought he just he he just appeared to like yabber on about nothing. And I get it; he's meant to be a DJ, whatever. Okay, it's super uber. That's what it was. I like how just like airy this game is. Your snowboard has contrails in the air. And your board like when you're doing tricks, like you you can see your board bending with your like force inputted on it and it like has this like unique crunching sound to it. And they added the recover mechanic. Which I greatly appreciate that they added that in. I'm in fourth place, announcer. This game just feels so fun, fast. Just like tricky, but in a new way. Nate Logan, why do you do this to me? I love you. You're adorable, Mac. No, oh, Houston, we got a problem. Mac is so adorably goofballish. But to go off, I was saying, like, this was back when EA was pushing their games to have, like, a radio thing. I always kind of loved because that way it would. <coughs> I remember when I got an iPod. How not only did I want Guitar Hero songs on my iPod, I wanted like SSX game music on my iPod. I remember like going on early YouTube and like SSX intro song. And then there was, I think it's called Go, is like the quote main theme of this game. And finding out eventually, because my sister handled doing iPod songs for me. I remember, because she would put some of her music on mine. And she actually had that this game's song, intro song on it. 
God, I'm fucking awful. We'll say this game is so pretty still. I, oh, I forgot the game has the Honda element in it. It has the weird sponsorship of Honda. That was awful. I hate myself. But I like I love how this game feels so interconnected with itself. I mean the the three peaks concept was a very new idea to me that a game world slash map could be one singular place. You know, I obviously love the sort of individual maps to create a grand SSX universe. But I like that this whole mountain has been converted into a playground for these snowboarders. And somehow, like, it, it, it's different. <coughs> it's different from the earlier games in, in that it's not like, you know, like, wiggity wax, wig, you know, all that, like, showing you how wacky it is. It's like, you have to think to yourself, who built a city inside of a mountain still, at the base of a mountain that has been converted into a playground of trick, you know, tricks, rails, and big errors. Like, who said this was, this, why does this work? Because it's fun. SSX3 feels so much better, but I'm, like, doing arguably worse. Like, where do all these competitors go? They're all making fun of me, too. I want a refund. the city, even though it's clearly, like, supposed to be Vancouver, because that's where the old EA Canada was based. It's like, they still find ways to just make the city cool and exciting, like, <coughs> weird Japanese gates are scattered across this entire game map. It's definitely a subdued take on the SSX aesthetic. I mean, I say subdued, but, like, it's still over the top. I mean, I would say subdued is more in line with, like, SSX, the reboot. That's subdued, even though it, like, wants to be extreme. Like, SSX 2012, that is subdued, where it's literally real-world locations with, like, random grind rails splattered everywhere, where they wanted to make it realistic, 
but then chickened out because people were like, what the f what the hell is this? This is an SSX. Like, SSX3 still feels like SSX through the characters, through the larger-than-life setting, through the music, everything. SSX3 is still, at its core, one of the one of the series you know ssx 2012 as much as i do enjoy that game feels like it is another game with a coat of paint to make it look like ssx and it even includes like dj tomica to try to make you remind remind you that this is an ssx game he was in three and on tour but no one remembers on tour on tour is I'd say very much forgotten in the grand scheme of things pertaining to SSX. At least for me. Maybe it's because I played it on the PSP and it felt like a watered-down version of assuming what the PS2 version was. But I just remember, like, on tour felt so... It felt so, like, hollow or something. Like, it, it was trying to do a... Oh my god, I hate this little snot-nosed brat griff. Oh yeah, SSX3 introduced the concept of, like, a rival that you would face off against occasionally, and... Max Rivals Griff, this, like, retarded little, like, pig-nosed pig child, and I wanted to beat the shit out of him. Even as, like, a kid, I was like, I'm not, like, Griff, this ugly boy. Who I'm assuming was supposed to be like an allegory or a comparison to like Sean White. It's like Sean White, well, this was 2003. Sean White was like, I don't know, probably in his teens. And like, yeah, Sean White was even in uh, Sean Palmer's Pro Snowboarding, a game I love, even though it's kind of a mess. <coughs> Where it's like, what if, what if we literally put Tony Hawk? But on a snowboard, and it um, it sure, it sure is a Tony Hawk clone made by its own developers. Like uh, Sean Palmer's Pro Snowboarder, as much as I adore that game, it's not what we would call in the business a great game. It's kind of just an adorable little mess. At least to me. Like I can I can play that game where it's using real world mountain locations and real world pros who all have the same like falling down voice. Like I can appreciate that. I can appreciate the sort of hard rock metal aesthetic. But nothing sort of feels so intrinsically magical as like Bending your board and doing a 720 double front flip, you know, walking the dog, whatever you want to call it, like that SSX lets you have. <coughs> like Sean Palmer was so trying. It felt like it was just trying to really be like a weirdly trying to be like a snowboarding game. And it's like, that's not the point. As much as I can say, like, yeah, like, there's a place for realism in sports games. I mean, 
the Madden games exist, the NCAA football games exist, and it, you know, the EA Simulation series. They all have a purpose, and they're all great for their own reasons. But they're not... They're, they're clearly designed the way they are, but... It'd be, I think you'd be hard-pressed to tell anybody how they miss the NFL Blitz games or the Street Series of, you know, NBA, NFL. Like, I feel like any time I go... onto any one of those videos and it's people reminiscing like man why can't we have those games anymore why can't we have an SSX it's been fucking 10 years EA but to them making an SX S, not, a, not a sex game an SSX game is like a risk to them it's like people, people want SSX shockingly like not shockingly like There's a fuck, there's a reason why people love these games. Like they're they're just fun and cool. The characters are awesome and unique and distinct. The locations they're set in are gorgeous to look at. Like there are people in this world who would say SSX is like a quote risk because it's not hitting every single like market imaginable I'm doing like a freestyle one or not well it was like a big error, and I got second. I'm like, I've been drinking tonight, so my brain function is failing. <laughs> but it's like hard to sort of explain anything. There's nothing like... It's not like an RPG where it's like you can pick apart it, the finer intricacies of the story or the mechanics or the, you know, all the bits and bobs that make RPGs RPGs and can make people talk about them for like literally 50 billion hours. It's like SSX, it's like I want to do... Let's see, do a backside double rodeo springer or you can do so many tricks in a row that are insane that the game literally can't, can't, literally the game can't comprehend it, so it sometimes will just give you question marks. Like, that's satisfying in its own right. I fucked up the super pipe really bad, so I'm restarting. I forgot Def Jam Vendetta's like in the EA Sports brand. That was a blip in 
in EA's life is the Def Jam series. Whoever at EA Canada was like, we need to add a super pipe. Uh, oh my god, Max saying hello Detroit. Are you at Eminem wannabe or what? I'm not gonna get second place to Griff. I have to win this. I have to win this for my own <laughs> own satisfaction. If I were to lose to a fucking little pig-nosed little autistic child, I would rather just kill myself. In Minecraft, of course. I would never do that in real life. I keep saying pig nose retard child. I don't mean it. I just hate Griff. I hate his design. I hate his voice. He's literally just like the developers thought like, oh, kids play this game. We have to have a kid character so they can relate to it. It's like, no, kids want to play like the hot girls or they want to play the cool like teenagers. What? What bright mind said, oh yeah, we gotta have a kid character who's like, literally I can, like, hear his, like, undropped balls just saying annoying little things in my ears. Like, yes, I want that game. Are you stupid? Okay, fucking put that little child in the grave. styling on this losers the one little quality of life change I appreciate about SSX3 is that it puts you back on normal normal sort of positioning makes it a lot easier for <laughs> to literally beat beat a uh, griff score by 300,000 and that's how you put a child in the grave <coughs> but I think I'll cut it there for tonight uh, next episode's gonna be a fun one it'll be Halloween themed I guess you could say with a very fun guest a very fun game, too. A game that arguably has defined me in very many ways. A series that I hold 
ever so dear to my heart for being a bumbling little mess. But I'll let you figure that out in due time. But I appreciate those who have chose to listen to this little episode about snowboarding games. SSX is a one-of-a-kind series that we may never get again, but, you know, at least it existed and it happened. And at least, you know, I can play these now and be happy. But I hope you all have a wonderful day, wonderful afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening. And, well, thank you.